0: Can you hear me, Joe? Yes,
1: I can.
2: You can't handle the truth. <laughs>
1: I'm Jim Price. The Jim Price Show daily update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I apologize for being late. Uh, you know that's how it is on Thursdays. It is September 14th. It's a Thursday, 2023. Well, thank you guys for being here. Yes, I was uh, doing my other show, and you guys know that it runs me just a little bit over each week. So thank you for being here. Well, as we go down the line of all the craziness going on in the world around us, we know that Hunter Biden went ahead and picked up a few more charges and. Who's going to really care because you know he's not going to get anything. It's just going to get passed on through, and we know he'll get a little pat on his head and a pooch on the butt, and nobody will ever know the difference, and it'll all be fine. The sad part of it is it's actually not even that that's a problem. We know there are other things coming down the pike, but we have Kevin McCarthy standing there as the establishment player that he is, knowing that he has to toe the line somewhere between acting like he cares and acting like he cares... Huh? I don't know how he does it. It's actually really amazing. I know he's got a few other scandals in his own life and some things in his background that actually causes him to hesitate to do the right thing for the American people, but that's on him. You know what? I would rather you do the right thing by the American people and us know your dirty laundry than you screw us around while you keep your dirty laundry hid. I don't know, man. Be the public servant that we ask you to be. Be the right person at the right time. Quit going around and acting like as if somehow you're doing us a favor by not standing up against the IRS agents that you have fully funded. Don't, don't tell me you're doing the, the work of the people when you haven't bothered to follow through with stopping the spending and the outrageous things that we see going on in real time. The AOC new green deal or green new deal or whatever shove it up your butt bill it was, well, we see that fully implemented at this point, and it only took them just a few years to wait around until it was the right time to bring all this in to crush our economy and destroy us as we be go down, big going down this path. By the way, guys, they just came out with some really crazy numbers on inflation. The inflation numbers that they've been talking about, this is compounded inflation. I don't know why we talk about this. Oh, it was only up 2% from last month. Guys, it's, it's month after month. I'm paying almost 50, 60 cents more per gallon of gas in five, six months. You're telling me that that's only a, 2 per, a 0.2% increase each month? That doesn't sound right. I don't think your math is right. Maybe we should all go back to math class. This is a sad part that we actually don't pay attention to what's really going around us. They want the financial crash. They want the dollar to go to zero. We know all those things. they got to bring in the CBDCs. That's why we have the bill going in saying, hey, by the way, the CBDCs should absolutely be the people's money, not the government's Turn off faucet, on faucet, depending on whether your social credit score is good enough for an arbitrary number that you can never chase down, just like your credit score. What good is that thing? You can have no credit cards, and you still don't have a good score. You do have credit sc- uh, credit cards. You do have a good store, score. But, oy, you used them. Now you don't have a good credit score. Which way do you want it? And it really doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? But those that don't use credit get penalized, but those who do use credit get penalized. It's really a broken system, isn't it? And if we just let the, the people have their way, individual freedoms and individual liberties, the government doesn't have to worry about dictating their lives. They work their butts off trying to control us every day, and imagine if they just stepped back and got out of the way, we'd all be a lot happier, including themselves, but they have a problem with themselves These people are sadomasochists who enjoy watching you suffer, and that's the real problem we have here. Uh, I do want to bring in a special guest I have with me today. Uh, (laughs) You've been sitting in the wings. I appreciate you, Uh, Greg Schumacher, sitting in here as I have been doing my show. Thank you so much for being here. Greg, can you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us how we can find you?
0: Sure. My name is Greg Schumacher, and I am the founder and president of a company called Restore Law and Order. And the website is RestoreLawAndOrder.com.
1: Wow, very good. RestoreLawAndOrder.com. Restore now, so how did you get started in this whole thing? And what is it that you're wanting to accomplish by, you know, I guess, restoring law and order? I guess I'll go with the title.
0: Right. Well, um, I'll just give you a real brief background, if I may, about uh, my past. Absolutely. So, I own um, the oldest fur company in America, which is Schumacher Furs. And we originated in Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And we're basically manufacturers, designers of fur product. And um, we were established in 1895, the oldest fur company in America. And in year 2005- I don't mean to
1: plug your business real quick, but I really do enjoy a good fur. I've gone to a lot of state sales. And there's a lot of great furs out there, and I'm like, why don't right. women wear this? Uh, except for they saw somebody in the 80s throw some red paint on a few of them. But furs are amazing, and I don't think people really appreciate what furs can do. Uh, instead of going to the synthetic blend plastic crap, we could actually be using something that God gave us to use anyway. But I applaud your industry and, and the, for your ability to stay around. So anyway, that well, was my you plug for much. you. Thank- <laughs>
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, um, you need a Schumacher fur coat, by the way.
1: I do. I I didn't know there was one, but I'm gonna have to find one now. So
0: go right. ahead. Okay. So uh, I just kind of want to jump to year 2005 through 2007, and our company got terrorized by extremist groups for over two years period of time, every day. And um, this was in Portland, Oregon. And I just want to touch on this whole incident just for a minute. Um, What's unique about the Schumacher first story, and even it is today, which is 17, 18 years later, is that as crimes were happening against us, and we acquired over 520 hours of audio and video mm-hmm. coverage mm-hmm. of just crimes out of 1,200 hours of video coverage. Okay. This is right in downtown Portland, right across from Nordstrom's, right in the main part of the district. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we were getting, protested, terrorized, bombings, everything else, um, when no other business was in Portland, okay? right. We're going back 17, 18 years ago, okay? And what's interesting about the whole story is that as the crimes were happening, we're constantly calling law enforcement. You know, Portland police, the FBI, went to city council meetings, went to the mayor, went to the governor. At that time, we even went to President Bush, okay? And what we were requesting or asking for them is to enforce existing laws, which they were not. Right. So because they didn't enforce the laws at the very beginning, it just exaggerated into this huge mess for two years. Um, and so, you know, the, the whole thing about the, the protest is the longevity of it, mm-hmm. and that it was allowed. And number two is that there was zero law enforcement. Well, So if you jump to what's going on today in the last three years, what happened to me individually has happened all across America, okay, and especially in Portland and Seattle and New York and et cetera. Wherever you have sanctuary, blue cities and states, it was worse. Uh, um, And the whole thing is that no one seems to be dealing with this issue, addressing the issue Mm -hmm. properly. Um, so the the reason I started Restore Law and Order is because back three years ago in Portland, Oregon, and also nationally, when the, the riots started happening, the violence, the uh, homeless problems, crime, we, we – I hired an investigative team to track all the crimes nationally, where one of two things happened, where a business or an individual – The crime was happening to them. They called law enforcement, and law enforcement did not respond. Mm -hmm. Same situation I went through. The other set of circumstances, is law enforcement did respond eventually, and when they got there, they did nothing. So we have thousands and thousands and thousands of evidence. I think I'm the only person that holds all this evidence in the United States of America. And after I did that, because I knew, that after my experience, I knew that no one was going to do anything about this. Because I saw what happened to me, okay? I experienced this through the terrorism. Mm -hmm. And I knew that law enforcement wasn't going to enforce the law. So I gathered all this evidence. Then I put together a legal team of constitutional civil rights attorneys that are uh, skilled in complex litigation, constitutional litigation, such as we are doing. And then third, I put together a a PR, which is extremely important, for exposing uh, everything that's been going on. So what's the purpose of all this? Well, the purpose of this is that I feel uh that and I don't feel I can prove right. that the biggest problem that everyone has in America right now and in Portland and Oregon in regards to the violence and the riots which is on t v every day we all see it the reason The reason it keeps going is because businesses across the nation and individuals what they focus on is trying to change the minds and ideology of the existing government officials that are running the democratic sanctuary cities and states, Mm -hmm. okay? And that is never, ever going to work. I mean, you don't need me to tell you this. Look out your window. Three years later, after riots started, is crime any better in your city? No. Crime has gotten worse, okay? And it just keeps getting worse because no one's holding accountability, anyone. So who's really accountable for all this? Well, you could say it's Antifa, Black Lives Matter, all the criminals, all the thugs out there. That's not the issue. Okay, that's a little bit of the issue because we've had crime going on for decades, for centuries, where there's groups of people, whether it's Antifa, PETA, radical groups out there, left wing radical groups. Okay, so that's not really the problem. What the problem is, is the government. The government not enforcing existing laws. We don't need new laws. We're fine with the laws. We need government to enforce the existing laws, and they're not enforcing the laws, and they're not going to enforce the laws. And so, so how? So you have to say to yourself, well, how do you? How do you? If you can't change the minds of the existing politicians, which you can't, they have no intention of fixing anything. You think the mayor in New York or the mayor in, in uh, Portland, Oregon, or the governors across these sanctuary cities are going to do anything? Of course not. They've proven they're not going to do anything. So, so if they're not going to do anything, then what we do, we need people in there that are going to uphold constitutional law and city ordinances, et cetera, state constitutional law. So how, how do you replace these people? Well, the first thing you're going to say to yourself, well, we vote them out. Nope, doesn't work anymore, folks. That does not work. You want to think it works. That's old-fashioned ideology. That does not work. I'll tell you why it doesn't work it's in sanctuary cities and states. Number one, you have a tremendous amount of uh, younger adults and also older adults indoctrinated with this liberal ideology, okay? Mm-hmm. This left-wing radical thinking, okay? And they keep voting the same radical type people in office, okay? That's one of the reasons. Number two is you have election fraud and interference, and it's still there. It hasn't been cured. Right. So you can just keep expecting the same as you've been seeing to happen. There's no change that's going to happen. Now, what Restore Law and Order is doing is we are saying we're going to hold the government accountable. and We're going to hold the government officials personally accountable. So what we do is we gather businesses and individuals that have been economically and financially harmed, as well as duress, okay, et cetera, and mainly financially, though. And what we do is we put them all together. We do what is similar to a class action suit, which is called a multi plaintiff lawsuit. And we, what we do is we sue the city, like, for example, suing the city of Portland, suing the state of Oregon. Now, this is going to be done nationally, okay? Um, and sue the government officials personally. Well, you're going to say, well, you can't sue the government officials personally. Yes, you can. They're not immune, okay? They're not immune because they violated Title 42, Section 1983 of the U.S. Constitution. So what is that statute? Well, that statute, without reading it, says that all government officials took a personal oath to uphold constitutional law. If they violate that oath, in other words, don't enforce the law, then they can be liable and accountable economically or for all the economic damage that was caused to to the entities, to certain entities. Okay, So they can be held accountable in a court of law for the financial damage. So that's exactly what we're doing. Now, I want to give you an example just to prove that they aren't immune mm-hmm. this is just mayors because we're suing mayors we're suing uh, city councilmen senators sheriffs the whole ball of wax okay right. personally right. okay so just so you know and I give or take on this number but the number of mayors that has been sued okay under this under this title 42 section 1983 is 786 mayors okay? Some were successful lawsuits, some settled, some weren't successful, okay? But just to show you that actually, that's just mayors, okay? Right. So right. this has been done before. So our whole purpose, why are we doing this? you want me to keep going here, Oh, too, yeah, no, like you're this? doing
1: great, man. I'm, I love oh, okay. it. I'm I'm enjoying the show. <laughs> you're, okay. you're killing so me. Uh, I don't stop. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. like hey, it's not even my show. I'm going to watch. <laughs> no, no, go for <laughs> it, buddy. You're doing great. So,
0: so. So what we're doing here, the reason we're doing this is two reasons. Number one is to reimburse the businesses and individuals back the money they lost, Mm -hmm. okay? Number two, maybe more important reason, is to set a precedence. So when we sue the government officials personally, what we do is we pump them through our PR machine nationally and we expose all their negative bad behavior, which we have evidence of, okay? Right. So when we do that, what we do is we expose them. And then when we expose them, it, we financially harm them, we reputationally harm them, and we jeopardize their political careers, okay? Because right. of all the bad, lawless crap that they've been doing, okay? Right. Basically, they're corrupt individuals, you know? And I mean, we can go as far as treason, but I'm not gonna talk about that, okay? Because they're going against their own government. But, But so we hold them accountable. When we do that and we expose them, It sets a precedence for future candidates that want to run and carry on the same lawlessness as the existing ones, not to run, or the same thing will happen to them. So what we're doing is we're we're holding people accountable. Just like you and I are held accountable, okay? And we're protecting people's civil rights, okay? You and I all have civil rights, and the government is not protecting these civil rights. And what we're going to do is we're going to hold these people accountable existing and set a presidents for candidates not to run if they want to carry on the same lawless behavior. Right. Okay. So to me, that is the solution to hold accountability to the government officials because that's where it's at. And, you know, I invite anyone to challenge me on what else you're going to do to remove the government officials.
1: Right. No, you're doing, I mean, this is, I am, Man, this is Greg. Where have you been all my life, buddy? I'm in. I'm in love with you already. I don't. I don't know if you're married. Or, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but this <laughs> is this is like. Myth, I mean, by the way, I did go look at your uh, your Schumacher uh, furs, and dude, mm-hmm. those are great coats. I guys, people will spend two, three, four, five hundred dollars on a North Face, and it's plastic. It's made of nothing. It's got two dollars worth of material in it that you guys are paying yeah. all. But you guys get. I mean, th- those coats you've got are fantastic anyway I want to compliment you on that but no you're hitting all these spots and it sounds like you've got a complete system and it's not like okay all right guys go from here to here but then that, that's all the further the ball goes it sounds like you have an a, a, actually like a whole like a whole process we, we, there it's we have, actually, it's we
0: have cool. the whole infrastructure to carry this out right and the, you know the only thing we need is we need people to get involved now people don't get involved if everyone just wants to sit there Okay, and do yeah. what they've been doing because that's what they do. And I, you know, I'm going to say something here and a lot of people are not going to like me for this. Go for it. I think a lot of the problem is the conservatives.
2: True. Yeah.
0: What if the conservative, conservatives do not stand, stand up? No. I talk to business people every day. They're billionaires, millionaires. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I don't know if I should get involved in this lawsuit. Well, you, my God, you just, you own a building for $250 million in downtown Portland prior to the riots and now it's worth $100 million if you can even sell it or lease it out. Yeah. What are you talking about here? Well, Why see, my problem with get... it is that
1: we, we get so tr- we. – first of all, conservatives uh, – here. I will give the conservatives one one caveat. As a conservative, you tend to let people do their own thing. I don't want to deal with you. Don't deal with me. Don't mess with me. They don't really initiate fighting. The problem is, is they don't bother to get up and fight when it's time, and that's what we, we – we're too often going, oh, well, we'll let it go. We'll let it go. We'll let it go, and then here we are. No, in reality – We've got to be righteous indignation people knowing that we've been purposely wronged and we have the right to stand up and take back what is ours. Uh, to turn the other cheek is actually not a phrase that we want to be hit again on the other side. Actually, what that is, is the person who wronged us is to turn their cheek to us, allowing us to strike or take from them what they took from us. And that's biblical. And yet, these, oh, well, you know, Jesus said the meek inherit the earth. The meek are those that put on the breastplate of righteousness, have their shield, Have their swords sheathed ready to execute or kill or protect or fight at any given time and but yet they do use the discernment of their heart to make that decision and yet we oh i gotta i gotta wait I'll, i'll just pray my way through it jesus rolled the tables he didn't pray his way through it. Jesus got excited. He went to the well and talked to the to the prostitute. He didn't wait for the prostitute to come to him. I as conservatives, it just drives me crazy that we use, you know, well, we'll pray for you or we'll do this. Hey, if you don't start fighting, I don't I don't care how many zeros you have in your bank account. When this country falls, they're all zero because you won't have anything left. If you don't put your dollars where your you know, you know, vote with your dollars. Put yourself into this fight. I don't understand why these people who have wealth are just going. Well, you know, I just don't want to make any moves right now. This is the time to move. Either you put your chips all in, brother, or there's going to be no chips left. And that really drives me crazy.
0: Sorry. Portland will be off the map in a year and a half. Oh yeah, there will be there won't be any money going through it. It yeah. will Oregon and you know what? If people will, will the rest of Oregon. No, the rest of Oregon is totally being affected by this homelessness, the violence, the riots, yep. everything else, and. You know, I want I want to say a couple things about this. We are everything we're doing is totally unbiased. Doesn't matter. I want to clarify one thing. I'm a true conservative, okay, right. and a patriot, okay. I'm, no, uh, I What I'm you. trying to do is I'm trying to I'm not trying to disgruntle the, you know, conservative people, but I'm saying I'm just trying to get a message to them that you yeah. really need to stand up for your rights for right. your business. You know, you work hard. You know, your your home. So you own a home for $500,000. It's probably your biggest asset. Okay, mm-hmm. stand up for it. If right. you've got homeless people coming in there, stand up. We have a lawsuit, which we're going to talk about in a second, mm-hmm. uh, pertaining to that, to the homelessness problems. Okay, yeah. um, So we're totally unbiased. And the other good thing is I set this up because I believe that people care what their friends think. Okay? Right. All right? Yeah. So what I did is I set this up so when you donate money to us, okay, it's anonymous. Or you right. can donate to the pack, which is not anonymous. In other words, no one will know. Right. So if you if you go, well, what are my friends going to think if I give money to restore law? No. Well, hey, I've set that all up. No one is going to know. Okay. No. Right. It's going into an LLC. The other thing is, most likely, and I can't guarantee this, but if you become a plaintiff in any of our lawsuits, most likely it will not be public information.
2: Oh wow! Because
0: it, we feel that the judges are going to seal the case. Yep. And the reason they're going to seal the case is because of very distant r- potential ramifications, right. okay? Because it, very indirectly you're dealing with Antifa issues and Black Lives issues, which are terrorist groups, okay? Right. So, 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 you know, basically we're trying to keep it silent if a person wants to do that. Um, you know, yeah. so basically we're bringing personal accountability through the court system, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that... um this election fraud is an issue and it's not resolved yet. At least to my knowledge, I don't know where it's resolved. I think it's still happening, you know, on the people that get involved with us on a financial end to get reimbursement, most of their damage is done in two areas. One is property devaluation. Okay. Commercial. Industrial and residential. Well,
1: isn't okay? this uh, isn't this kind of back what they did in two thousand eight when they reevaluate everybody's loans and suddenly they lost you know two thirds or a third of the value of their properties and they have to come up with cash and I mean is this what we're going to see where they're going to try to confiscate properties or do you think that this is everything just going to go into default without them doing
0: that? I think I think a little both okay, right. but what I'm talking about is because of the right you know everything we're talking about here is has to do with riots, illegal protests violence homelessness and crime okay it has nothing to do with COVID. okay homelessness is a big one okay because it's affected tremendous amount of property value so what we're talking about is when the riots happened in portland or in new york all the commercial property you see in new york do you think that commercial property is worth the same amount of money if a business a business owner owns that property OK, a twenty million dollar building. Do you think that value is the same now as it was four years ago?
2: There's no way. There's
0: no no way. way. That's precisely what I'm saying. So be- why is that? Well, that's because of the riots, the legal protests, the violence, the homelessness and the crime. Right. Right. Because in well, the last three, four years, what's been going on? And no one and the government did nothing to do it. They allowed it to happen. So who's responsible? The government is. And that's who's... The way they're going to get paid is by the city insurance companies and the state insurance companies. That's right. who's going to reimburse all these individuals that had the economic damage. So property devaluation is a big one. The other one is, is if you're a business owner or you a know, property owner leasing out, like even a duplex, for example. you know,
2: yeah.
0: um, if, you're, if you're a property owner, is the decrease in revenue and net profit of your business. No one wants to come to Portland anymore. What do you think happened to the restaurants in Portland? Okay, I'm working right now in, a, in cases in Seattle. Okay, I mean the high-end restaurants, the low-end restaurants, they all been affected by everything that happened. Same thing that happened in Portland has happened there. Okay, and all across America. So we have these we have these lawsuits. We're not just doing these lawsuits in Portland. We're we're gearing them up into Seattle, New York, all over the nation. Okay, we're using this model that our team has developed as the way for people to be able to get involved right. okay and you know we're going to do the work for you but we need your assistance if i may we've got the plan right. and i don't see anyone else that has a plan i see everyone 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 seems to be talking about the issue all the time you know i turn on the news at night okay yeah and one well, all the news the conservative news and it's great okay mm-hmm. but all they do is talk about the problem yeah all they do every night it's on tv the crime that's going on this this thing just happened they're you know they're uh stealing goods out of neiman marcus and nordstrom's in san francisco whatever but they keep talking about it, but i don't see anyone coming up with a solution okay and the solution is to hold the government accountable because they're the ones that did it yeah okay and that's you know that's where we're where we're coming from um so i think um you know, just in, in Portland, Oregon, for example, 41,000 businesses have financially been affected wow. by this. Yeah. In crazy. New York, I have no idea. But well, pretty much every building and, pro- and uh, business in New York in the last three, four years has been affected negatively by the riots and the violence and the protests and the crime. Right. Okay. Or it's devalued their property values or their business, you know. So, no, that's crazy. We are doing some interesting, we're doing some interesting things with the homeless situation.
1: Right? Well, I, I, what what um, amazes me though, let me go back to a point you were talking about just a second ago. You said sure. that nobody has immunity. And if I go into the Constitution of Kansas, the Constitution of Oregon, a lot of these constitutions explicitly they write out, "No one has prosecutable immunity and no tribunal, no legislator No representative can do this, give themselves or anybody else, uh, including bureaucracy, immunity. And yet it's in all these constitutions, but, and I, that's why I asked, you know, I, there's some things I I was kind of getting to you as like, you know, what, what's going to happen. But you were saying, Hey, they don't have immunity. Well, it says in the constitution in plain English, they don't have immunity. No one can give immunity to these people, but they walk around as if they're touched. You you just can't touch them. The police department, the sheriff, the mayor, the city council.
0: We're allowing it to happen, man. Yeah, absolutely. We're allowing it to happen. Yep. The people in America are allowing this to happen. And they look at America and go, what the hell's happened? What happened to the traditional values of America? Right. You know, right. what happened to honesty? What happened to hard work? You know, yeah. what happened to, you know, our educational system? You know, yeah. I mean, the whole ball of wax, it's affected everything. And, you know, there is a fix to this problem. Okay. But we cannot persuade the existing politicians in office to change their mind. They are being compensated by the globalists to ruin America. Yes. I'll say that again. Oh, yeah. They are being compensated. So they have no motivation to do their job. Right. Okay. Soros Group, all the globalists are paying them off. Look at Kate Brown, our gov- our past governor in Oregon. Soros was funding her money. Okay. In Oregon. Yeah. Not to help Oregon, to destroy Oregon. <laughs> you
2: know.
1: No, that's absolutely correct. There. Now, think about that. I mean, we can sit there in real time pay, and pick apart where we see these people doing this. But there's a there was a video I saw a gentleman, and he said, he said that, and I I rail against this all the time. I don't have a problem with a guy who wants to run into a burning building. I don't have a guy who wants to go and and handle domestic violence calls. I don't have a problem guy wanting to work traffic stops. I get it. But what I do have a problem with is their transparency and their willingness to tell what they've done wrong. A willingness to get past their ego and say, listen, we screwed this up. We didn't do this right. But they're going to, somewhere along the line, and I think we're way past this line. I think it's, it's too late. I think they've already made their decision. Either they're going to support the people of America and the Constitution as a constitutional republic, or they're going to side with the establishment. And the sad part of it is, is too many of these guys are so so bound into debt, they're so n- not good with money, they don't have their personal life in order, that they can't stop doing what they're doing, and so they just keep perpetuating the machine because they've got themselves caught in the middle. The sad part of it is, one of these police chiefs actually stood up and said, hey guys, we're for the people, we're going to default to freedom, we're not going to default to incarceration, we're going to default to making sure that we give the benefit of the doubt no matter what, we're not going to chase People down. There was a video just this week released of a of a police officer's body cam laughing about the fact that there was a woman hit during a police chase and was killed instantly because her head hit the windshield or went through the windshield. Um, and he was laughing about it, and all of a sudden he turns it off. The problem is it got exposed now that's that in itself right there that gentleman should never serve in law enforcement again if you have a twisted sense of reality that that's okay for you to laugh that way about a death of a human being the sacrifice of a living human on this earth that right there you don't get to play cop anymore and we've yeah, got to work great. on some of this where we've got to get some transparency. We've got to get better with each other. There's some real problems for me on this whole thing where I wish that we had this better. But this gentleman, like I said in this video, says, guys, uh, you're going to have to make a choice. And he was a, he was a Leo. He, he's a law enforcement officer. And it's like you've got to pick the Constitution or you're going to be the brown shirts who did the Nazis or the German Army's bidding I always say this. It's another. Let me just finish this up real quick. Um, I always say the guy who shoveled coal in the steam engine on the way to Auschwitz is just as guilty as the guy who pulled the lever on the gas chamber, and I think cops need to realize that. And so do the judges and DAs who are out there persecuting and not prosecuting. Anyway, sorry.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. So. Well, you know, on
0: this immunity thing, I'll tell you, with immunity with government officials, it pertains on two things: intent mm-hmm. and. Incompetence, right. okay. So, so if, per, if a if a mayor, uh, uh, or if a if a mayor is making his decisions, okay, and they're against the law, he can't say that he's if he if he goes, well, I didn't know that, okay, right? That that would be incompetency. right? Then he was intentional, okay. So, so if incompetency and intent play a huge important part in whether they're immune or not. Okay. Right. Oh yeah. And these people, in other words, does does Ted Wheeler in Portland, Oregon, is the mayor of New York or does Biden know what he's doing is illegal. Right. Yes, he does. Yeah. He knows. So he's competent. Okay? So he's yeah, down, remember, down he falls uh, into intent.
1: Remember, he's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: right. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. The guy who finished last in medical school is still a doctor. So you know he could still be a lawyer too. So anyway, <laughs>
0: right, right, right. Well, and I think the biggest damage too to these cities is the lack of tourism. You know.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. You know, especially like depending on where you are, but like New York and Portland, the tourist attractions they yeah. have been. Who Who wants to come to Portland? What are you going to come to Portland? For? I'm getting
1: ready to come up there. I'm ready to come to Oregon. I don't think I'm going to Portland, but I'm coming up to Oregon for a constitutional event with. Um, uh I got, I lost his name. Uh, Ian Trouder or Trotter, Do you know who I'm talking about Ian Trotter? Do you know the guy? No, I don't. okay well we got an event. I'll uh, I'll email you the the stuff on it. It's only probably you know, a couple hours from you. Uh, but I'll be up there in a couple weeks speaking at a constitutional event and the sad part of it is I'm not looking forward to it because I just don't know no. what I'm gonna face when I get there because I'm I'm sorry to say the horror story is coming out of Washington. And Oregon and Central California really caused me to pause to want to visit any of those in the near future. I mean San Francisco, they're all lost. Uh, Portland, you know, Seattle. We see these and I just it just it, it breaks my heart to think that there's a part of my country that I have to hesitate going into. But I'll be up there in a couple of weeks. I'll have to send you that information so you can be a part of that too. Yeah, please
0: do. Yeah, please yeah. do,
1: yeah. Yeah, be good stuff.
0: So 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 basically what we're dealing with. Let me tell you what I think everyone else is dealing with, just to continue on Mm -hmm. with this, is this is not complicated what's going on here. Okay? You've got laws, you've got a US Constitution, okay? So people are violating it, meaning the government. And so what are the consequences? Well, the consequences are are symptoms of the core problem. Right. Okay. So what we law and order is we work with the, we attack the cancer. We go and we're the surgeon. And we get the cancer out. Right. Everyone else is dealing with the symptoms of what the cancer caused.
2: Right.
0: And that's where everything gets crazy. Yeah. That's where well, that's, America is on fire crazy dealing with symptoms of the core problem. OK, oh, yeah. you understand what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, the symptom, the symptoms of the government not doing the right thing and not upholding the constitutional law is riots. Yeah, which is economic damage, which then then we bring in the crime rate goes up. And then I mean, everything just it's just a snowball effect, a domino effect. Yeah. And so what we're now dealing with is everyone's trying to deal with the symptoms of the problem rather than the core problem. Core problem is the government get rid of the you know, uh, get rid of these corrupt individuals out of the government. Sue them, set a presence on them. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, if we can't get them, if we can't set a presence where future candidates decide not to run because the same thing will happen to them, it certainly will put a lot of pressure on them. Right. On, gov- on a government that, hey, you know, we're watching and we're on you. Okay. We're not going to allow this. People need to stand up and just say, we're not going to allow this to happen. OK, right. I'm not going to allow it because my kids, my grandkids. OK. Yeah. I mean, really, it's kind of it really doesn't it's not really for you and I, Jim. Right. You know, I mean, it is, but it's really for, you know, kids, future generations. What do they have to look forward to?
1: Right. I mean, well, yeah. What do you what are you getting up and going to school for if you if your graduation is not going to be there in 10 years or five years or three years? The sad part of it is, is when you this is kind of goes back to the covid thing. Uh, remember in COVID, the very beginning of it in April, we lost more people to suicide in one month than we do in a regular calendar year because you took hope away. And when you take hope away from people, what? Do, why do they get out of bed in the morning? Uh, this is where a lot of people fall into certain types of depression and things like that. But uh, think about that. If there's no, there's no future for America, then what are these kids going to strive for? What are they going to struggle to fight for? What do they want to improve if they think – if we're, if we're trying to nosedive this country into the ground – why are they trying to fix the wings? They're, they're like, well, let's just ride it to the ground and see what happens. They, they don't have that expectation of success. And what a horrible time to think about that. But I do believe we win. I do believe we think we're going to be successful. I believe we, we come out of this and, and we're going to be amazing. But in this so, time too. right now, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Well, okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of like in this time right now, it's like you you got you to gotta keep yourself together and be on the right side of things. But right now we're in the ditch of things. We're down in the blood and the mud, we're in the trough of things, and it doesn't look real bright down here. A lot of things stink, a lot of things look dysfunctional, but here's the thing. We kind of have to kind of, you know, break a few eggs to make an omelet. I I do believe we're right there.
0: One thing I didn't, I failed to mention is going back to the Schumacher furs, okay? I lost my business in 2007 because of the government, okay? You're talking about the oldest fur company in America, okay? We had to close our operations. And the reason we did, Jim, is because the terrorism that we went through, no insurance company would insure us anymore. Wow. When we went to Lloyd's of London, they wouldn't insure us because of terrorism. So this is what can happen to a business owner. So when I speak to business owners, I know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm one guy that has lived through this, mm-hmm. lost a 130-year-old business, okay, wow. because the government didn't enforce the laws, yeah. okay? And, you know, I don't want to see this. I mean, I have a lot of passion in this, okay? I haven't taken one cent out of Restore Law and Order, just so you know. All I've done is dump my own money into building this thing and this this organization. And, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've been through this and I don't want to see what happened to me happen to other businesses, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's very important to me, this mission that we're doing. And I think it is the only way that we're going to get ourselves out of this mess yeah
1: well i mean um, it, it, go ahead keep going keep going you're good
0: well i was just wondering uh, i wanted to tell you about this homeless vagrancy okay. issue that we're dealing with absolutely if, er, is that okay
1: oh yeah we got we got uh you got another 15 minutes so you got you're good
0: so, okay yeah. well you know again we saw law and order we're addressing the riots illegal protests violence crime and homelessness okay mm-hmm. We have a certain focus that we just started working on in the last couple months, which is the homeless factor. And this is what we're doing is we're suing the government. OK, we're, we're putting homeowners and uh, property owners, OK, businesses that own property and homeowners right. together in a separate multi plaintiff lawsuit in certain areas. Throughout the United States, okay, where there's homeless problems. And this is where the government has placed Ill- illegally, they placed pods and encampments in neighborhoods, okay? Yeah. Which is just happening all over America, right? Yeah. You see all these homeless camps, these pods. They're placing these pods in neighborhoods. And what's happening is that the homeowners' values of their property are decreased significantly when they even announce this as well as the business owner. For example, in Washington County, okay, there's a county out here in Oregon. It's called Washington County, okay? And there's three areas of Lowa, Cornelius, and Forest Grove, okay? Right. These three areas, what we've done with other help of people, we have accumulated uh, plaintiffs, okay, to sue the government. Same thing I'm doing on restore law and order on everything else. Okay, but we're suing the government specifically because they allowed the homelessness. And what are we suing them for? Well, we're suing them for what? Several things. Okay, and I'm just going to refer to some notes because what we did is we pretty significant. We sent a tort claim out notice. Tort claim basically is going to saying that hey, Governor Brown, uh, Kotech, head, uh, uh, Washington County Commissioners, and everyone else, we're suing you. Okay, because you illegally place these camps in neighborhoods which devalue the properties of the homeowners and the businesses significantly, like minimum of 30 percent to 80 percent. But now right. so what happens is the government announces this, which they did. They, this is not just in Washington County, this is all over the nation. Okay. Right. They come in and say, Hey, we are gonna be putting these beautiful pods, which are a plywood box, eight foot by eight foot, okay, for vagrants. Okay. Right. Uh, homelessness, yeah. homeless people to live in. Okay, and we're going to place these in their neighborhood. Well, as soon as they do that, the reason it devalues the property is because the property owner, if he goes, "Hey, I want to get out of here. I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to sell my business because these homeless camps are coming. I don't want to live with all the filth and the crime and." You know and the nuisance and everything else that comes along with it so what happens is they try to sell their home well legally they have to disclose that the encampments are coming in or are there right the pods all right well what's that do so you have a million dollar house million dollar house in washington county you put it up for sale someone comes and looks at it and he goes i love the house we'll t- we'll make an offer for a million dollars okay Well, oh, by the way, the realtor's standing there, or the homeowner, by the way, there are pod and encampments, homeless people coming in in October, October 15th. They're bringing in hundreds of pods in here. What? Why don't we live around a bunch of homeless? So what do they do? They walk, right? Right. Can't sell your house. Or they offer some significant less dollars for the home. But most of the people just can't even sell their homes. So we're talking multi-millions and billions of dollars of damage here yeah okay look at the commercial property in new york look at the commercial property in portland oregon where the homeless people are forget the violence and all that just for a second okay because i have that, that also is relevant but if you just look at the homeless camps and commercial property and industrial property and residential property the damage is huge huge because if you've got homeless people around you have to disclose it when you try to sell your property so your property devalues significantly right this on the announcement of it. So what we did is we did a tort claim with other people, plaintiffs, not Restore Law and Order, with the plaintiffs in these Washington County. Right. We did a tort claim already notice, which is a basically a legal public notice, that we're going to sue them. Mm-hmm. We're going to follow through with it. And we're doing this in other neighborhoods. Okay. I'm just starting this up in Seattle and also in some areas in Arizona. Um, and we're, we're going to other areas in Oregon. You know, there's other counties like maybe you're not familiar with them, like Clackamas County and, you know, Multnomah yeah. County, which is Portland, et cetera. And this is extremely important because these, this homelessness is a huge problem. These people, first of all, there's, these people are not homeless. Yeah. Okay, The term that everyone uses in the United States, is homeless. I'll tell you why they're not homeless. They're vagrants. Homeless people, they are trying, something bad happened to them. OK, in their life, they're trying to improve themselves, get off their addictions, maybe try to find a job. They're trying to help themselves. OK, the people that are in these encampments are the illegals that Biden is bringing over right. and dumping all across America, which are vagrants. What's the difference? A vagrant doesn't want to get a job. He wants to live off of the government. He wants to live. He He's a beggar. He does crime. They're sex offenders. I mean, these are people are the lowest end. Crap of the earth, if yeah. I may. No, no, you're. Good. That are living in these. That's what they are. They're not homeless people. I don't yeah. even call them home. They're vagrants. Right. So I basically we're trying to change the whole name of homeless to to vagrancy.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, well,
1: because in homelessness you have to have a certain amount of empathy for these people because you got like, oh, listen to the poor guys or this and that. Well, these are just these are just uh, we're we're not, we're not talking about people that need a country to be in. These people are invaders. Uh, They broke federal laws. They broke all kinds of statutes. They broke state laws, county laws, all these different things to go and come into our country. And then the fact that they made them almost clear to the north end of our country, they had to do a lot of traveling to get there and then to hang out in the the city as if they have nothing else to do really shows you that it wasn't about the fact that they were running from a war-torn country or types of crime. They, They were just here to get a free ride and be, like you said, a vagrant.
0: Well, the thing is, again, if we do this like in Washington County and in several other counties, what's it do? Here we go again. It sets a precedence on what we're going to put up with and what we're not. So the plaintiffs and the lawsuit are sitting there telling Washington County or Multnomah County or New York City or whatever, hey, we're not putting up with this crap. The government placing these pods and the encampments in there? It's happening in New York. It's all over the place. Right. Okay? It's all over the, the nation. So... Um, and you, we need to help the homeless people, you know. Yeah. Uh, and you're not. We're actually helping the homeless people by doing this, because what we're doing right now is an enabling. Yeah. And this stops it in enabling them, and it also stops if you if you shut down these pods, what's going to do is, is, Portland, Oregon, and certain areas will not be a popular place for these vagrants to come come to. Because right now what we're doing is we're saying, hey, we're going to give you food. We're going to give you all this stuff for free. And it just makes the situation worse as far as the population of the vagrants and the homeless people.
1: Right. Well, and that in itself is really, you know, think about that. You're, you're, I mean, I, I feel like you're the Dutch boy in the dam where the dam, you got your finger in the dam, but the rest of the whole, the whole dam has actually gone out around you and you're still trying to hold this back. It's like you're trying to put everything back together when it's been washed away. And, and there's a lot of bad decisions. These are micro decisions that got made where, you know, it's, oh, well, they have a good heart or, oh, they mean well or, oh, this. And the next thing you know, we have these participation ribbons. We don't keep score at baseball. We kick the fathers out of the home. We kick God out of the home. We kick God out of the church. I, I, and I do mean out of the church. We kick God out of the government. We have kicked God out of everything. And then we wonder why we've got a bunch of dysfunctional people who don't understand how to take care of themselves.
0: No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree, and you know one of the main issues that we're that we're suing on, just in case you want to know, yeah, which is pretty important, we're suing on what's called inverse condemnation. Inverse condemnation, I'm not an attorney, but I'll just tell you right, right, basically right. what it is. Yeah. It is called it's taking of the property. Okay, it's a federal happening, so it's taking of someone's property. They're taking someone's property and not giving them compensation for it. So, like, if the government comes in, they want to put a road across your front yard, mm-hmm. okay? Which they can, but they have to compensate you, right, for the market value of that, okay, and everything else that goes along with it, okay? Well, same thing here. They're taking the they're because they're allowing the homeless people. They're it's a taking of their land, the value of their land, and they're not compensating for it. Right. That's what one of the main issues of this lawsuit is about. Wow. Is the taking of land. Yeah. Of course, and then everything else comes along with it, which is the violence, violent felons and sex offenders, drug addicts, you know, mentally ill vagrants, uh, uh, you know, increased crime, decreased safety, all of this comes along with it. Right. And i and I'm telling you, it is a serious, serious problem. Right. And so this homeless issue, uh, on a focal point of what Roostore Law is doing. Um, is just one other thing that we're doing is applying the same uh concepts and strategies jim mm-hmm. that that our company founded that i that i uh developed yeah over the last several years oh actually the last 20 years
2: right okay
1: now um so. I, I did get to look at your website uh for your furs i was <laughs> I like furs I don't know i've always had it i mean i think they look classy I think they're very efficient i think they are. Far more durable than the crap that we keep buying off of Walmart shelves, which you know was made in China. Um, so uh, you said that you had to close your business down, but obviously, I'm looking at a business online. Uh, how are you able to keep? I mean, are you still be able to do commerce through your stuff? Are you still able to keep things going on a personal? We note? can. We're
0: still we're still the oldest fur company in America. We're a legal entity in Oregon. Okay, okay. Uh, we don't have any retail. I used to have three outlets, and we used to sell to Neiman Marcus, Saks Fifth Avenue, Nordstroms, all the We were the highest end of, we were specialists in mink, okay, Schumacher was, and we produced literally the finest mink coats in the world, and that's why we sold all the high-end luxury uh, places. It was devastating what happened to us, and you know, um, Schumacher fur still operates, but not in the capacity that we did. The fur industry has been totally destroyed by the amorites movement, okay? Mm. Literally. And well, because the animal rights movement, they have the the animal rights movement and the media have destroyed the fur industry. Right, right. because the animal rights groups lie about fur. Right, they lie about pet ownership. You have to understand, animal rights groups are against four things: you humans using animals for entertainment, like rodeos, circuses, right. Right, horse racing. Okay, number two, clothing, wool, not just fur, wool, leather, silk, because it yeah. comes from a worm. Okay, three, on... Um, uh. Uh, the uh, food, okay. You can't eat meat. You can't eat pork, poultry, dairy products. No more ice cream, any of that, okay. Hey,
1: hey, hey, hey. And don't be going. Yeah, no, no ice more, cream. No more ice cream, buddy. I'll fight you for that one. Like that's my that, that's a bridge too far for me.
0: <laughs> right, right. And so, so they're against they're against humans using animals. Basically, for anything, the last four, the fourth one is animal experimentation to find cures for diseases. For, if I may, animals, mm-hmm. your dog. You take your dog; it's sick. Well, guess how they, those drugs that your dog gets. Guess how they were developed they're through dogs. animal experimentation, killing a mouse. Yeah. So, so a mouse had to die to keep your dog alive. Right. All right. Okay. So they're against any animal experimentation for for pets or for humans for cures for cancer or Alzheimer's, et cetera. Okay animal welfare is different animal welfare is treating animals in the most responsible and human way that you can okay right. so if you're going to kill a cow to eat a steak you do it in the most humane way that's available okay right. you do it all this is regulated by veterinarians state so so and then what happens is the media takes PETA, humane society aspect these are terrorist organizations Okay, and what they do, the radical terrorist organizations, okay, people give money to them because they they play on the emotions of people. Right. And what they do is the media takes all the lies that they say about the beef industry, the poultry industry, the fur industry, pet ownership because they're against dogs is slavery. Right. You can't own a dog. Okay. <laughs> or, nuke, I don't know, nuke man. If dude, my dogs are slaves,
1: sign me up for slavery. If my dogs are slaves, I'm gonna tell you what yeah. I could. I I I would be so lucky. I'm just telling you, like, my my dogs have got, you know, no, no. Well, me too. Yeah. So anyway, go
0: ahead. ahead. The animal rights movement, in my opinion, is the biggest movement there is in the world. Mm -hmm. And no one talks about it. I'll tell you why. Okay? Because they control our food supply. Wow. Think about it. The animal rights people, what are they doing? They're saying don't eat meat. Don't do debt. Look at Bill Gates. What's he doing? He's buying up all the farmland. He wants to control all the food sources. Why? Another way to destroy America. Yeah. Right. Oh, Let's just starve the people. Let's right. depopulate the people. Yeah. Okay. This is not conspiracy. What I'm telling you, this is no, a fact.
1: This is everyday life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's this true. is, or this is reality. You know, and I was telling people about this 10 years ago. No, one listen, you know, Wow, that's so, crazy. And man. you know, you know who really told about this, and if I may, yeah, yeah. who talked about this heavily, and also the environmental movement, the bogus environmental movement, climate change BS, right. is Glenn Beck. He I watched so back, him. I've watched back here two thousand back in two thousand three, I I am going back that far, I think. Yeah. He was on his chalkboard, on his station, talking about all of this climate change stuff and the animal rights movement and how it's going to take over and et cetera. And he's and it's pretty interesting what he was saying back then, and really has come very true. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and he's been he's been a little inconsistent on some things, and a lot of stuff he's way out ahead on. And I appreciate that his his fight for what he's done. Um, I do think in the last few years, uh, the attacks that he has had personally, I think he realizes he's he had to get in the fight, and so he's come out a little bit swinging. I and he has a way of, of approaching it, which is good. Um, you know, uh, Greg, before I get you out of here, uh, give me the website one more time, uh, not only for your group, uh, but also for your website, for your, your coats.
0: Right. Well, our website is RestoreLawInOrder.com, okay. okay? And if you go to that website and you're thinking, you want more information, it's this is totally non-threatening, folks. Everything's confidential. You just go to the website, mm-hmm. just follow, You want you want more information, click on it. Email us. Okay. Yeah. It's all confidential. You, I'll even give you my cell phone number when you call if you want to talk to me personally. Okay. Right. And if you want to talk to our attorneys free, you know, we'll do a conference call to see if you have a case. And if you don't, we'll tell you right out. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. And we'll, we'll tell you the circumstances, what we think you could win, what you can't win, whether you should be a candidate or not. If you want to do we need money. Because yeah, yeah. attorneys and pr and all this costs money obviously oh, yeah. and if you want to donate to the cause and not become a plaintiff please do i yeah. mean there's a, you can donate anonymously again okay right. um you know the the schumacher fur the website is down right now the schumacher fur company website
1: yeah. I was just because at... i think
0: I well know. it's not down it's up right but i'm not quite sure what you're looking at oh
1: okay well i was looking at schumacher vintage something or other was that you
0: well, that's me. But those are coats that people are trying to sell. Yeah, yeah. That bought Schumacher coats.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought they were cool. Mm-hmm. I was looking at. Well, I like the older ones anyway. I was looking at like I was like, there was one in there that was a men's coat. I was like, huh, is that the right size? <laughs> so it's, right, it was right. a little too big in the chest for me. I'm only a 44, and I think it was a 53 or something like that. So
0: I would, I would, can I tell you one thing? Can What's I tell that? you one thing that happened real quick? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um. I had a lady email us. She's 88 years old, okay? Mm-hmm. Her income monthly is $1,350, fixed income. She's in a wheelchair.
2: Right.
0: She's very frail. Yeah. She used, emails me, I, and she gives me her phone number, and she goes, can you please call me? I call her, right? right? And I call her back, and I, she told me she's 88 years old. She's in a wheelchair. Right. She has 1350 She goes, I've saved up $15 to donate to you. Wow. And I, she goes, but I can't do it with a credit card. I go on your website. I don't know how to do a credit card. I don't have credit cards. She goes, but I want to give you $15. And I want to mail a check to you. Okay. Wow. Right. And I told her, I said, her, her name was Betty. I said, Betty, just keep your money. I mean, the woman is $1,350 a month, right? Yeah. She's in a wheelchair, 88 years old. Okay. I said, no, no, no. I'm adamant on getting it to you, which well, she did. She sent us a check. Okay. Wow. And it's kind of interesting how someone in that company, she's doing it. Not because she's a plaintiff. She's doing it to help the cause. She goes, I have not seen anyone come up with a solution like this. Yeah. And I look at all these multimillionaires out there yep. that have business and everything, and you would think they could donate to the one solution that is out there to fix this problem. Because I don't think anyone else has a solution to this. Yep.
1: absolutely. In my personal opinion. Well, great. So I invite
0: you to donate, please.
1: No, awesome. And that's like the lady who gave the, the few pence that she had that Jesus gave the example of as the guy who with the big bag of gold and he... Everybody could see him donating, and this woman who goes up there with the last two pennies, because she gave her all and, and did it silently, he ga- she gave more than the guy who gave the bag of gold, and so I think that's a great example of that. Uh, Greg, thank you so much for everything you're doing out there, buddy. I, I applaud you, and we're going to have you back on soon. I already sent you that flyer, so you have that when we get off the air, and right. thank you so right. much for being here, sir. All right.
0: Well, thanks for having me. And our website, again, is RestoreLawInOrder.com.
1: Very good. Okay. All right. And thank you for having me, Jim. You I appreciate bet. it. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. You
0: bet. Bye-bye.
1: All right, guys. Well, what a great interview that is. And, again, this is a situation where we have to get in the fight, guys. I don't know what it's going to take to get you guys aware, but here we are, right? Remember the 10% we do for our neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for him for them, the less you do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. There will be a far, far better place. Remember, hold the line. Hold fast. You don't give up. You don't give in. We will win. I promise. I don't make promises. I can't keep. Guys, you've always been the answer. Remember, the Constitution limits the government, but never limits you. Know where your power is, where God given him power, and, and that is really where it lies. You don't go to the small g government to ask for anything. You go to your God. Your God gave you the power to run the government as public servants. A constitutional republic. Know your power. We can get this back. I know we can. Uh, remember, hold the line, hold fast. Do not give up. Yep. <laughs> Let me try one more time. Do, hold the line, hold fast. You not give up. Do not give in. We will win. I promise. I don't make promise. I can't keep. Guys, thank you so much. For everything you guys are doing out there. I'm Jim Price. The Jim Price Show daily
2: update. You guys, I'll be good to each other. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye bye.